What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the Rams roster continues to shift. Plus, the Titans are too much for the LA Rams. And later, Rams head north for their third division game of the season. We preview Rams at Niners. Next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. Well, let's go on, Rams fans, and welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. Bunch of awesome stuff to get into, but first and foremost, I want to just thank everybody for being here, okay? I really appreciate this. This show's been going on for quite a while right now, and I'm also experiencing a lot more people listening to me than I'm used to. So this is this is going pretty awesome. So wherever you guys are, however you're hearing my voice right now, first of all, thank you very much. From the bottom of my heart, I do appreciate you guys. If you guys have not already, Make sure you guys head over to the YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, search Rams Showcase. You can subscribe there, get all this amazing content in video version if you guys are just hearing my voice. And we also break the show into little clips. So if, if, if the game preview is what you're here for, the game preview is what you got. All right, we break it up for you guys. Try to make it as easy as possible. Uh, but I do the genuinely appreciate the heck out of everybody being here. One of those ways that I do try to show my appreciation to you guys is participating in these giveaways with some awesome people, some great Rams fans that I I've been able to to meet over the course of my well over the course of my social media ness honestly. So uh, Josh from Shaw's Customs, I've known him uh, via Facebook for quite a while now. I think I, I don't remember exactly how that happened, but no, we go kind of. Uh, we go way back, you know what I mean? And then AJ actually was a listener of the show and reached out to me, actually won one of our giveaways and then was like, hey, I also do dope things. How about we do some giveaways here too? And I was like, yeah, dude, let's do it. The more stuff that I can use this to get you guys cool Ram stuff, I'm all about it. All right. So with that being said, we did have two giveaways this week. The first one's going to be from Shaw's Customs. What I needed from this one, guys, was I was I asked you guys what it was your other favorite team. Like, outside of the NFL, what's your second favorite team? I'm a big Colorado Avalanche fan. Go Avs. And I actually I got some other Avs fans out there that were like, dude, I'm a Rams fan and an Avs fan. And high five, because that is awesome. I didn't know. I don't know how many of us exist, okay? I kind of just feel like... I'm just like a cronky fanboy almost when I say that I'm a I'm a, a an Avs fan with them too. But uh, for that giveaway, guys, let's go ahead and pull out a name uh, from the Shaw's Customs giveaway here. And uh, I'm trying to go fast because I want to get into the to the beef of the of the content here. Oh, I lost a card here. Okay, let's see here. Uh, this one feels like a winner. All right, let's see who this is. This one's gonna go to Edwin Gonzalez, dude. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Edwin, this might be a triple winner. It's at least a double winner, man, but I'm going to put you right over here. All I need from you is to reach out to me and confirm uh, that you did that, that you did see this and, and saw the winning, but you need to, to send me a message. We'll go before the, the afternoon games begin on Sunday because the Rams have a Monday night football game that we'll talk about here in a little bit, but uh, for that one, I'll just need like, by, so by about 1.05 your time. I'm going to need a message from you guys, but that one will be courtesy of Shaw's Customs. And this next one is going to be courtesy of All Pro Sports and AJ, who is a listener of Ram Showcase. So, dude, thank you so much. I do appreciate that, man. But let's get this name. This one, we got a whole other basket here. Well, 
I mean, it's a bucket hat, but, you know, you get the idea. You guys get it. Um, the, not everybody participated in both. Uh, I don't 100% know why. Uh, it was very, very easy to just do both. You could just be like, hey, I also like the Avs, and I became a Rams fan this year. But, hey, you know, hey, maybe maybe you don't want this one, you know, or, <laughs> or the other one. But well, how crazy would it be if this is Edwin too, guys? Oh, man. How sad are you guys going to be if this is Edwin also? <laughs> let's find out let's find out who's going to be the winner from this one form from all pro sports and links will be in the description below for both all pro sports and shaw's custom so you guys can check them out there if you guys are not a winner make sure you guys check those stuff that stuff out anyway because you can also just find some really good stuff and this one right here feels like a winner to me and this one is going to go to you know i'm going to actually look it up because i forgot the name um or how to I mean, I've, I know the name. Obviously, it's right in front of me. Okay, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to guess here. David Niven? Niven? You can also feel free to correct me on my pronunciation of your name here, David. But uh, congratulations on the win there, man. Uh, all I need from you. Oh, that's all. Oh, put that in the wrong spot. We're doing a big giveaway at the end with all the winners. The winners, winners. If you can beat the winners, I think you're you're a max winner. The maximum win. But what I'm going to need from you is I need you to send a message to either uh, the Ram Showcase social media pages or the Sheriff Joe Bag social media pages. And just uh, all I need, I need an address. All right. I need to be able to pass that along to all pro sports so that you can get your prize pack from them. And it's going to be awesome. I can I can guarantee you that. OK, feel free to send photos of of said winnings, guys, if you guys happen to have been a winner before. And what I need, though, is these comments. I have to get them from the from from YouTube. OK, if there's special circumstances where you're not on YouTube or anything like that, you're just hearing the audio version of this. You can message the social media pages uh, with your answers and I can add them that way. Okay, so I think I did that this last week. I did that uh, for somebody. So if that's the only case, if you guys are not video watchers of this, then uh, make sure you guys head there and then to the social media pages and then you can you can do that. But David, I need that uh, by the the same time I gave Edwin. So the 105 L.A. time on Sunday, I need to get a response from you so that I can get this uh, sent over and sent out to you. If you do not claim your winnings, well, they go unclaimed and we will give it so to somebody else. So if you don't want it, David, then don't reach out. But if you do want it, all you got to do is send me a message. With, give me your address and then we'll get this going. But uh, for this one, guys, I had not thought about it. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and, and throw one out here. Let's say... Oof, I got I got to think about these beforehand, guys. This is this is great TV right now. <laughs> Just watching me think while I do this. Okay, let's uh, let's go with who? What was your first Rams jersey? Who was the jersey that you had for your first Rams jersey? If you guys have not had a Rams jersey yet, then that's okay. That's an okay answer. I mean, I'm sad for you, but it is an okay answer that you can give to say that you know I've never had one. I do want one though. This is the player that I do want. You can give me that. What player do you? do you want as your jersey? My first Rams jersey was actually a Marshall Falk jersey. Marshall Falk was my guy. That was my favorite player of all time. He was awesome to watch. Loved him. So tell me what your guys' favorite player was, and then uh, drop that in the comment section of the full podcast on YouTube, or send me a message if you don't have YouTube. If you do have YouTube, and I find out that you send me a message and stuff, uh, we're going to have we're gonna have words, okay? Uh, so that's going to be your easiest way to get added into that. But by answering, you are giving me full permission to use your uh, name and or images on the following episode for your winnings. And then also for the end of the season, we will be doing these as well. So 
keep your eyeballs open, but let's get into the juicy stuff here, all right? Let's go ahead and, and well, first we'll talk about some transactions because there's a lot of things going on right now with this Rams roster. A lot of shaking up going on with the roster right now, and unfortunately, something that we haven't seen a lot of that we're seeing right now is injuries. We're seeing this team kind of get beat up a little bit, and you know, coming off of a game against this Tennessee Titans squad that we'll talk about here in a second, uh, they were physical, and and that didn't help our cause at all, but you know, the Rams did lose wide receiver Jacob Harris, and he's been added to IR. He had a tear of the ACL as well as the MCL, so we will not see Jacob Harris again this season. Hopefully that he hopefully he can have a, an awesome offseason and you know be able to participate in the tra- the training camp and all that stuff and, and also come in in shape because I was kind of anticipating that Jacob Harris would be a contributor this year especially after what we saw in preseason where he was getting almost forced to the football so I did anticipate that at some point we would see him become a part of this offense and it just never it just never formulated it just never came to fruition so. I'm a little bit bummed out to see Jacob Harris go down uh, because I did think that he could be uh, uh, an important piece of the Rams offense if the progression was there. But hey, like I've said plenty of times before, if the Rams coaching staff is not itching to get these guys on the football field, there's no reason for us to be itching to to see them out there. I realize that we get excited about players and stuff like that, but the, the coaches will put the guys out there that are exciting them in practice, okay? So if they're not getting excited in practice about these guys then there's no reason for us to go nuts. But uh, speaking of wide receivers, though, uh, there are some conversations right now happening uh, about some potential free agents that have recently come available and their potential of coming to the Rams. But the Rams did just add wide receiver Warren Jackson and wide receiver Brandon Powell to the practice squad, as well as running back Makai Sargent. So three additions to the to the practice squad, and that's because there's a lot of other things going on. Uh, linebacker Christian Roseboom was added to the active roster. He did play against the Tennessee Titans, though, so that's a little bit of old news, but I did want to include it because that happened after the, the last episode of Rams Showcase. But Christian Roseboom is actually a guy that I wanted to see make this roster on the initial 53, and it didn't happen, and he was able to stick around on, on practice squad, but... Uh, I'm, I'm liking that he's he's back in on, on the defense. I, I like Christian Roseboom. I like his energy. I like what he brings. He's not like over the top or anything like that, but he's aggressive. He's fast, he, he, and he plays the, to the whistle, and I like to see that. So we do have a lot of guys like that on the defensive side, but Roseboom is definitely in that group, and I'm excited for this linebacker group, especially now that we'll see Von Miller actually out there on the football field. Uh, he was not playing against the Tennessee Titans, but I'm sure you guys heard about that. If you guys are watching Ram Showcase, I'm pretty sure you guys at least know like the like that Von Miller didn't play. If you guys don't, that's totally fine. I'm not trying to knock anybody. We accept all Rams fans here at Ram Showcase. If you can name Matthew Stafford's third daughter's middle name, that's awesome. And if you only know that our quarterback is number nine, awesome. I don't care at all. Yeah, all Rams fans are welcome. There's no there's no uh, gatekeeping going on here. You know, we're not the, we're not like that. Rams fans are Rams fans, and they're all the best. Uh, but also uh, to kind of talk about some of these free agents that that I had teased a little bit, Odell Beckham Jr. and Josh Reynolds. These are the two names that are getting bounced around quite a bit in different forums of of Rams fans right now. It's 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 a conversation. And first of all, to think that there's no shot that the Rams sign Odell Beckham Jr. is borderline ignorant at this point because. We've seen this team do crazy things. I don't understand why anybody would be sitting here like, you're stupid if you think the Rams are going to sign Odell Beckham Jr. Because that's absurd, first of all. A, why are you being so rude to everybody? All right. (laughs) You're kind of being a jerk if you're saying that stuff. And also, 
on the flip side of that, we don't know, okay? We actually don't know. The Rams also recently lost three wide receivers. Wide receiver Tutu Atwell and Jacob Harris as our rookies that went down with injuries and are on IR for the rest of the season, as well as Deshaun Jackson now going to the Raiders because we waived him. So there's obviously a lot of things that go into it and a lot of uh, the money's got to come into it, all these different factors. But to say that the Rams just no way that they get Odell, that doesn't make any sense, okay? It's unlikely, and I don't anticipate it happening, okay? But to say that it's just definitely not going to happen, well, you don't know what those conversations are like in that front office because nobody does. Who had Von Miller get into the Rams besides me, but I'm not taking a full, like a lot of credit on that because I don't really understand why my brain picked up on that one, okay? I don't know why I was telling people that I thought that Von Miller was going to be around. I don't know, okay? So I can't really take credit for that. It's not like I heard anything. It just it was just a feeling and it happened to be right. I'll take I'll take that. I'll take the Joe Stradamus credit on having a prediction come right. But as you guys know, my predictions are not always right. And sometimes I'm way off, okay? It happens quite a bit. I had a whole video about the Deshaun Jackson and how I didn't think the Rams were going to go after him at all. Put out a whole video on it. It was like two days later he signed with the Rams. So I, I've, I've been wrong. It's totally fine with me. I have no issues with that. But the other one is Josh Reynolds. And I do think that this one is more likely. And he did clear waivers, to my knowledge. If he did not clear waivers. and Oh, wait. He did not clear waivers. I lied. Josh Reynolds is out. He got claimed by the Detroit Lions. Brad Holmes was a big part of that, I believe. And he did have a connection with Jared Goff. So that is my mistake. I heard that in passing. I think I was driving today at work when that when I heard about that one. So that's my mistake. Josh Reynolds is off the table. He did make a lot more sense, though, than Odell Beckham Jr. But I would say that Odell does feel like it's a very real possibility. I don't necessarily anticipate it, though, if that makes sense. Because we don't know what Let's Make a Deal Sneed is cooking up back there, man. He's doing all kinds of stuff. We it's it's very hard to keep track of <laughs> and to uh to predict what's coming next for this team because we're movers and shakers, man. Movers and shakers. Let's take a look back at this Titans game uh, against the LA Rams on Sunday Night Football. The Titans did defeat the LA Rams 28 to 16. Two quick mistakes early by Matthew Stafford ended up being fatal. I think if you take away those two fast back-to-back interceptions, the game is probably very different, okay? That first one, that first one where he like spun in the end zone and threw it right to a linebacker, it was like that moment that I kind of was sitting here and it was like, oh, it's one of those days, you know what I mean? And yeah, the Rams definitely felt like they had one of those days because it was right after that, then uh, a pick six by Stafford. So you give them the ball right there, we get the ball back, and then you just throw a pick six. So 14 points back to back for the Titans. That's difficult to to overcome no matter who you are, okay? So that, I do believe, was a fatal mistake. And it was early, and it still was fatal. But I also don't want to say, because it was one of those days for the Rams. It just kind of felt like they had trouble getting things going. We have not seen the offensive line play that poorly in quite a while. So it did feel like one of those games. But I don't want to take anything away from this Tennessee Titans team because they played one heck of a football game. They are the best team in the AFC right now. And I don't I, I do believe that. I do believe that they are the best team in the AFC. I don't want to just say that they they have the best record in the AFC. I think they are the best football team in the AFC. And a big part of it is their physicality. That defense is not messing around. Okay. They played they played just to like about a half second after the whistle. And 
there was one thing that I noticed about the the style that the Tennessee Titans were playing, and I'm not sure if any of you guys would remember this, or I, I don't even fully remember it, honestly, but I remember there was a comment from former Rams running back, former Rams legend running back, Steven Jackson, who actually said that when, I want to say it was about the 2007-2008 time frame, when he was like really all the Rams had, you know what I mean? Like it was it was Steven Jackson on offense and James Laurinaitis on defense, and that was it. But he said in, it was like either a press conference or a sit down with somebody, you know, in, in, in some kind of interview or something like that. But he had mentioned that one tactic against him that defenses like to do is lay on top of him after the play and then also use him to push themselves up because it exhausts you. It exhausts the opponent when you start to do stuff like that. So uh, we were seeing that all day long. It was even early that they were doing stuff like that to this Rams offense with Cooper Cup. We will talk about Cooper Cup in here just a second, but they were doing it to Cooper Cup. They were doing it to Daryl Henderson. That was just their style. And I think that it did kind of catch the Rams a little bit off guard. And also you could tell the Rams just looked a little tired, especially by the end of the game. Because the third quarter, it was like, okay, we can get back in this. And then into the fourth and stuff like that, it was like, oh no, we're done. Like we're exhausted. Like we, we're just not, it's just not, it's not our day. Okay. But a, that's on the Rams because we weren't ready for it. But I mean, B credit to the Tennessee Titans, man. They did, they did an awesome job and it's hard for me. I, I hate to say that. I hate to like try to up another team on Ram showcase here. I mean, I don't hate it, but you know what, you know what I mean? This is a Ram show, but I got to give credit to where it's due. And with the Tennessee Titans, they absolutely deserve it for sure. And, and this, uh, this is just a, a quick reminder to some of you guys who I think have forgotten that the year that the Rams did defeat the Tennessee Titans in the Super Bowl lost to the Tennessee Titans in the regular season. All right. So uh, the Titans aggressiveness was definitely it was felt the Rams were not ready for it. Entered the third quarter, though, with some more misdirection. And I wanted to talk about this because I found it very interesting. We saw the straight dropbacks to start the game, especially like mostly, mainly the whole first half with Matthew Stafford, and the pressure was coming in. Jeffrey Simmons was not messing around. Our offensive line was having a tough time uh, kind of holding through the middle, and the Titans knew that that's where you really get to Stafford. It, like He doesn't really budge that much on edge pressure, but if you get right in his face, that's when you can interrupt his entire deal. You know what I mean? So they were doing that and doing it at a high level, and the Rams' offensive line has to do a better job of picking that kind of stuff up. And, and and switching things around. But in the third quarter, we started to see the Sean McVay offense, the Sean McVay offense that we were used to seeing with guys like Jared Goff, that misdirection, the jet sweeps, the play actions and all that stuff. And Matthew Stafford was on fire. All right. He was playing great ball. He was hitting, you know, Van Jefferson on a crosser in between four dudes and stuff like it was he was playing great ball. And then kind of went away from it and then that's when it kind of felt like oh well this is done like we're not going to come back on this one because it went, we went away from that the reason that I was excited for Matthew Stafford to come to the Rams was to see him in the offense that Jared Goff was playing in because Jared Goff was had wide open guys had space for days back there uh, rolling out and had plenty of time to find a target and was still having some struggles but Matthew Stafford comes in and if he can be put in those same positions we just saw it against the Titans in the third quarter that he can make some unbelievable throws. Matthew or uh, Jared Goff does not hit Van Jefferson on that crosser uh, coming to, coming across from the right to the left, uh, covered by four dudes. He does not hit that pass. That's probably an interception if it's Goff. But Matthew Stafford hits it, nailed it, felt great. It was awesome. But 
I want to see a lot more of that. And one thing about this game specifically, with the Rams losing, yes, it sucks. And we never want to see a Rams loss, for sure. But I think that if the Rams coaching staff is as good and as smart as we think that they are, then this is perfect game tape for them to take and watch and address certain things and then take that into the rest of the season moving forward. And I think that's perfect. You're not going to win every game. That would actually be kind of boring. I don't know about you guys. That would be boring. The Rams sitting at 7-2 and two right now. Hey, I'm all for it. That's awesome. That's an amazing record, all right? Yeah, we lose our two games, but that was to the first place Tennessee Titans and the first place Arizona Cardinals. Two teams at the top of each conference. Those are the only two Rams losses. But now Rams fans are freaking out because we have two losses, and they're like, ah, ah what happened? Like, we're losing. It's fine. I mean, we beat the number one and number one is who's beaten us, okay? I think we're going to be okay. We still get Arizona one more time. I'm excited for that game. Pumped for it, actually. And then, hey, who who's to say that we don't get Tennessee again? Who's to say? Who's to say that was their last time at SoFi Stadium, huh? Let's take a look at um, some other stuff here. Uh, first of all, no game badge this week. Uh, game badges are for winners, and you will receive a game badge if you are a winner. And this team is not full of winners right now, so we will skip a game badge. Hopefully, we can add it again next week but game badges are for winners there's no participation trophies here that's how we run ram showcase uh, you don't get you don't get a trophy for just playing you gotta win man you gotta win that's what the name is uh, the name of the game uh but matthew stafford overall honestly he played fine uh it's it's hard to really say that he was a bad quarterback in this game except for those two picks like back to back that was terrible yeah but the rest of the game he was playing fine he ended the day with 31 of 48, 249 yards, one tutty, and two interceptions. He was sacked five times, though. He had previously only been sacked three times at SoFi Stadium, and then he was sacked five times in one. The Titans defense definitely got after Stafford, and those two massive mistakes early, um, that uh, it just killed the Rams. It killed, it killed the entire thing, and the whole vibe was, <laughs> the vibes were off, man. <laughs> the vibes were off after that, bro. Um, and, uh, yeah, but either way, he still, he still was, he was hitting some tight windows on the second half. He wasn't scared to let it rip, you know? So I like to see that running back Daryl Henderson. He played a really strong game, but was just too limited to make an actual impact. 11 carries for 55 yards, no touchdowns. So on a very, on very few carries, it was very difficult for Hendo. It was always difficult for Hendo or any running back to really get into a full-on rhythm when you're averaging less than three carries a quarter. That's just, it's too hard to get it going at, at that point. Uh, but he did have, uh, he did still average five yards a carry. His receiving on this one, though, not good. Just about one yard average, three catches, three yards. His longest was two. So not awesome in that regard. But I mean, we just got to see him get the football more, man. Uh, Sean McVay does love to abandon the run. And I definitely want to stop hearing I need to do a better job of getting the balance and stuff like that. It's, how about we just do it, man? Okay, because if we we gotta we at some point we gotta stop hearing I need to do better and you need to just do better. You know what I mean? Like that's that's something that's a corner that has to turn. This is very much the the potential versus production comment that I always make. You know, the the potential doesn't pay the bills. All right, uh, sooner or later that potential has to turn into production, and that includes Sean McVay on those play calls. I mean, why are we not running the football? Just because you have Matthew Stafford, your shiny new toy, Sean, uh, you can't just abandon the run game, okay? Because if we can get a run game going, Stafford's going to look that much better, man. That much better. Wide receiver Robert Woods, he did lead the team in receiving yards and had an overall really strong day. Had seven catches uh, for 98 yards, did not score, but had 10 targets, 
So, I mean, three incompletions headed his way, but overall, he was ignored by the defense for most of the game, and so he was able to really find some space, and uh, I think that what we're seeing right now is that, you know, the Titans, they basically were like, well, Woods can do whatever he wants, but Cup's not going to, he's not going to light us up, and uh, similar to what the Arizona Cardinals did, but Woods is also a good enough player. I mean, he had 98 yards on those seven catches. But what I think is going to start to happen here is that his averages, Woods' averages, I think are going to start to increase as the season goes on. Like his points or his yards per game averages, I think are going to start to increase as the season goes on. Wide receiver Cooper Cup, he had a Cooper Cup day. I mean, 11 catches, 95 yards, did not score, but was targeted 13 times. So only uh, two incompletions sent his way. Uh, with those 11 receptions, though, that's awesome, man. I mean, he's hitting double digits, it seems like, every single week. Uh, Titans defense was able to tackle him, which is something that other teams have had a lot of difficulty with. So uh, we usually we see if if Cup has 11 catches, usually is it like 140 and they held him to to the 95 yards. So, uh, you know, he he did have the, the catches. He did. He did produce for sure. But they were on top of it, man. They were not going to let him just be busting tackles all the time. And, uh, you know, he, he was another one of those guys that like it, when he was tackled, they would kind of like lay on top of him for a second and all that. And Hey, it happens, man. And it's, it's also football. It's, I'm not complaining. I'm not whining anything like that. It's football. It's a physical game. If they're being physical, be physical back, man. It's not that, uh, it, it, that's allowed. Like you're allowed to be physical back. It's a violent game. You know what I mean? Tight end Tyler Higby. He is getting more and more targets. It feels like as the season goes on, he's getting maybe a little bit more involved. Maybe Stafford's getting a little bit more comfortable with him. Uh, but he did have five catches for 51 yards, no touchdowns. He uh, he he only caught half the, the passes sent his way, though, so he did have 10 targets. Uh, but he had a, a decent day still, and he had an almost touchdown. And it, that almost defined the game for the Rams. Like, we were just right there. Like, he barely touches the chalk there, and then it's an incomplete pass, unfortunately. But Tyler Higby, man, he's, he's doing a good job, for sure. On the defensive side, Ashawn Robinson led the team in tackles with six total. Jalen Ramsey got his third interception of the season. And Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald each pick up a sack in what will likely be their final game without Von Miller. We are going to take a quick break. And on the other side, we got rest of the West and also the playoff picture. It's back. So let's take a look at the rest of the West, what those other three dweebs are up to. And, you know, the, the rest of the West, uh, the NFC West in general, is an interesting division and it's kind of difficult to predict games in this division right now because uh, obviously a lot of people were picking the Rams last week to beat the Titans. Uh, you know, a lot of people were were picking the Niners to defeat the, the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, so, um, things happen. It's kind of a crazy uh, bananas week. We go all over the place all the time, especially the NFC West. And uh, speaking of the Seattle Seahawks, uh, they are off a of bye week, so they did not play last week. They did announce, though, that Russ will be ready to play in Week 10. And this is a big game for the Seattle Seahawks because they are at the Green Bay Packers. This game's at 1.25 p.m. Pacific time on CBS. And going to the Green Bay Packers, who are in the news for quite a lot of things right now, uh, nothing that I'll comment on because, unfortunately, it's all political now. And I hate that. And so anything you say, it's just a political comment, I guess. I don't know why. Um, but uh, but uh, we'll see if if Aaron Rodgers is back for that game, because there is conversations that he may not be ready for that one. So we were very close to seeing a Geno Smith versus Jordan Love game. 
And now we don't even know if we're going to get Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. So it's kind of all over the place right now. I'll be honest with you guys. I think that they set up Jordan Love to fail miserably. Those play calls were an absolute joke. He barely had anybody open to to throw to. They were not running the football nearly as much as they should have, especially in that situation on the road in a hostile environment. They weren't trying to run the ball. They also were calling just weird pass plays where you're like, what was they? What was Lafleur doing? Cram it up your cram hole, Lafleur. Come on, man. What are you doing out here? But hey, either way, I'm not sad that an NFC team lost, especially because our boys lost last week. So we stay right in line with the Green Bay Packers. So that doesn't hurt my feelings there. But this game, Seattle Seahawks at the Green Bay Packers, should be a, a an interesting one. I like. I have a hard time picking that game though before I know a little bit more about the quarterback situation on either side. So this next game here, we have the the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers play in a game. And I, I want to take this one because we always do it different teams. Like we always go team by team. So I'm actually going to do this two times, but in different versions of it. Okay, so the Arizona Cardinals defeated the San Francisco 49ers 31-17. to Colt McCoy, he filled in strong for Kyler Murray. 22-26, 249, one touchdown, zero interceptions. James Conner showed up after that Chase Edmonds injury, and just exploded. Had 21 carries for 96 yards, two touchdowns, six receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. This week, the Arizona Cardinals are hosting the Carolina Panthers, who should be without Sam, will be without Sam Darnold. He's got uh, a small fracture in what sounds like a shoulder blade, I believe is what I heard. So uh, it's going to it's gonna be a P.J. Walker, former Memphis Express quarterback, uh, rocking it down for the, the Carolina Panthers in Arizona. That game kicks off at 1.05 p.m. Pacific time on Fox. On the other side, the San Francisco 49ers, they lose to the Arizona Cardinals 17-31. The lack of a run game forced San Francisco to really overuse Jimmy, and Jimmy Garoppolo should never have 40 passes in a game, but he went 28 of 40. 326 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. That George Kittle return was absolutely huge for the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, he did end the day with six receptions for 101 yards and that Jimmy Garoppolo touchdown. What about the 49ers, though, is uh, something that is, is coming up in conversation now is Kyle Shanahan and how warm his seat is. Because obviously the Super Bowl year that they had where they were an awesome team, they played really well. And then they lose the Super Bowl. And also, that was their only winning season under Kyle Shanahan. And for reference, Kyle Shanahan was hired as the Niners head coach the same year as Sean McVay was hired as the Rams head coach. So kind of going in different directions there. Everybody likes to compare them, though, because they both lost Super Bowls. And that's like a big deal, apparently. Everybody thinks that they're basically the same guy. But hey, Sean McVay has not had a losing season. And Shanahan has only had one winning season. So I think they're in a different situation. And I absolutely think that Shanahan's seat is heating up. CG Ruthless Sports, who I will be actually talking with, if you guys want to give him a sub, I'll be on his show on Thursday night uh, talking about this this upcoming matchup that we have. He says that Shan- he believes that Shanahan is actually safe for a couple more years, at, like at least one more after this one. I tend to disagree. I think that that team has been built fine by John Lynch, and I think that Kyle Shanahan is the one that's not doing a good job. They need a better training staff, and they need a better head coach. Simple as that. I mean, I hope that they don't do those things as the Rams fan here and would like to see them not do a good job, but 
those are things that I think would greatly improve them themselves, even as little as I want to see it. Week 10, though, it'll be the Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. This game kicks off at 5.15 p.m. Pacific time on Monday Night Football on ESPN. And I I don't know if the the Manning thing will be available for this one. I will not be watching that one for this one. I just, I don't know what it is. I just need a normal broadcast. I like the Manning stuff and I respect it. And I definitely understand why it's hugely popular and everybody's loving that. Not necessarily for me. I get it. I totally understand it. It's awesome. I love it. I'm a fan of it. Just not for me. I just want a normal broadcast. I think that the broadcast booth for Monday Night Football needs to be a lot stronger, but Hey, I think that J.B. Long should do Monday Night Football, honestly. I think that J.B. Long should just be the Monday Night Football guy because he's awesome. He's the voice of the Rams. He does an amazing job. Let's take a look at the standings real fast. So we got the Arizona Cardinals at 8-1, and one, sitting in first place. The L.A. Rams at 7-2 and two right behind them. And then if you pull out your binoculars, you can see those bottom teams there, the Seattle Seahawks and San Francisco 49ers sitting at 3-5. and five. So this division obviously is 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 tight at the top. It's tight at the bottom, but there is that gap in the middle there. And I, I feel it pretty good <laughs> about the Rams and, and Cardinals at least being one and two. And then the, uh, Seattle and San Fran sitting down there, uh, splitting the three and four. I don't know how that'll split. I do anticipate Seattle being the one that pulls ahead though. So if I had to guess right now, I, it's hard to go against Arizona, but this is a Ram show, so I'm going to. Uh, we're going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess Rams, Cards, Seahawks, Niners is what the NFC West will end as. Well, let's take a look at the playoff picture right now. And the Arizona Cardinals sitting in that number one seed at 8-1. Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Dallas Cowboys are all division leaders sitting right behind them there with just two losses for each of those teams. Also, another two-loss team, the LA Rams, is your first wild-card team sitting at the five seed, Saints at six, and the four and four Atlanta Falcons currently sitting in that seven seed as the last wild-card team. So if you guys are keeping track, what would happen right now if the season were to end right now? The Rams would play at the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. It would be Saints at Bucks and then Falcons at the Green Bay Packers. You got the bubble teams there way off to the side, the uh, Carolina Panthers, Minnesota Vikings, and then Seattle Seahawks and San Francisco 49ers are sitting there just that one game out. But I'll be honest, I'm not 100% sure I believe that the 49ers can do it. The Seahawks, I think, can creep into that seven seed. But, you know, because I really don't trust the the Panthers. I definitely don't trust the Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins is an absolute, like, I don't want to say he's an absolute joke, but I, I, that is what I want to say, but it's not what I want to say. Does that make any sense? I just don't trust him at all. I think that he shrinks in in moments that are that are important. The second you need him to do something, he's going to not do something. You know what I mean? So it's just not good. And then the Carolina Panthers, they just seem to be having some uh, some issues with injuries. And also Sam Darnold is not who I thought he was. He's not. I, I thought he was going to do a lot better job in, in Carolina coming uh, leaving the New York Jets, being you know freed from the grasp of the Adam Gase-led team. And he's just not getting it done. I, I don't know what it is. I think that he maybe the gaze is still in him. So some you either get to, like we needs like an exorcism or something to get that gaze mindset out of his brain or something, man. I don't know. Man, it's a big head. Maybe he's got maybe it's just trapped in there deep. You know what I mean? So I'm not 100 percent sure. But we're gonna take another quick break here. And on the other side, we got Rams at Niners. Go move.
Link for Shaw's Customs will be in the description below, no matter where you are hearing me. So make sure you guys check it out there. If not, if you guys can't find it or something's happening, something weird's going on, and or maybe you're, you're doing something, you can't just scroll and find a description right now, uh, you're going to want to search on Etsy for Shaw's Customs. But it will be in the description below if you guys can hear me. There will also be a description in uh, in the com or in the. There will be a link also in the description below for All Pro Sports as well, so you guys can check them both out. Check out you know, just get stuff from both of them. I don't see what what's so weird about that. I think you guys can do it. Um, they both put out awesome stuff, so you can't really go wrong. But I think you guys should go to both for sure. All right, let's take a look at this game. We got the Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. This game kicks off at 5.15 p.m. Pacific time on ESPN. Steve Levy will be on the call. We know the, the Monday night booth. It's not necessarily the most popular booth, but hey, it's all right. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but I don't know if they're doing the, Ma the Manning cast for this one. I do believe that they are, but what I can tell you guys is I love the Manning cast. I think it's a great idea. I love the response that it's getting. I think it's a great way for people to be a little bit more in tune with a, with the game, especially with such a weak broadcast booth on Monday Night Football. It's just not for me. For myself, personally, I just want to see a normal broadcast. I love the stuff that the the Manning guys are doing. Peyton and Eli are doing, they're doing an awesome job. I mean, you got Eli throwing double birds out here, and Peyton Manning's been hilarious for years. So, hey, it's good stuff, man. It's good TV. I don't care if the FCC got three complaints on Eli Manning doing the double bird. I think it's awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, it's cool stuff. And uh, mainly because I suffer no repercussions from it. So I say, I say, let's uh, let's just have some fun with it. But it's not for me. If you guys are participating and watching that, that's awesome. Definitely don't hate it. I think it's it's a really cool thing. It's just uh, not something that I, I seek out for sure. But this game is, of course, at Levi's Stadium, the Field of Jeans. Uniform watch on this one. The Rams will be in their modern throwbacks again. So we've got the white jersey on the sole pants. And we did see this in week one. We also just saw it last week against the Titans. And so Rams are one and one in the modern throwbacks. So it's time to break that tie against the 49ers who will actually be in their 94 throwback. They're going to be on the in the red jersey over the white pants. And they call them the 94 jerseys. They, they're the ones that had the, the drop shadow that people hated <laughs> you know i don't know why they're going with these ones those are like known as like the worst 49ers jerseys in history like everybody talks about it. even jerry rice was like those jerseys are dumb like <laughs> i can't remember it was like a top 10 list or something like that and he was talking about it. he's like oh those were bad it's like oh no i didn't like those jerseys like <laughs> and they're gonna just they're just rocking them dude i don't know what but it'll be kind of interesting to see visually it'll be like aesthetically pleasing because you'll see the the rams and their modern throwbacks i point over here like you guys can see the jersey that's off screen right now it's my Stafford jersey that's the modern throwback but that's off to the side here but uh, it'll be cool to see that see the modern throwback and then also you got the throwback version of the the 49ers jersey so it, just aesthetically it'll be it'll be kind of cool but ultimately those 49ers jerseys are historically known as like their worst so I don't know exactly what they're trying to prove or or if they're trying to like claim that like embrace the suck kind of thing you know you guys know what I'm talking about uh, let's take a look at the history of this matchup. This is the 144th all-time meeting between the two teams. The 49ers do lead the all-time series 73-67-3. and the, the most recent tie, there was the three ties, came in 2012, and that was incredible. I, I Like, to see the tie happen, the game was amazing. 
the tie sucked. I remember watching it with a 49ers fan, and we just kind of like looked at each other at the end of the game. Like overtime ends, we just kind of looked at each other and was like, uh good good game <laughs> like like because normally we were just sitting there talking trash the entire time but then it ended as a tie and it's like what are you supposed to say <laughs> like neither was one like oh, it sucked but then of course we did get to play them just like three weeks later which was awesome and then it almost took a full 10 quarters because greg zorline hit the kick there was 26 seconds left on the clock and it was awesome won the game great game Heck of a game. Jeezy kicking that field goal, man. That was unbelievable at the Edward Jones Dome. It was super cool. I lost my mind on that one. I remember like jumping up and down. It's like I was going nuts because it was such a tough thing to do is to get a win over the 49ers that year, which was actually the year that they won the Super Bowl. Um, so or they were in the Super Bowl. Um, so, uh, the 49ers have won the last four between these two teams. So, uh, the last two seasons, the 49ers have been able to beat the Rams. That does include a Nick Mullins led 49ers team. So that's not dope. Uh, one playoff meeting between these two that came on January 14th of 1990. That's pre Sheriff Joe Bags time over here. That was a 30 to three San Francisco win in the NFC championship game. And uh, at the games where the Rams are playing at the 49ers, the 49ers lead that all time series 36, 34, and two so yep we got um you know it's this is obviously like a historical matchup these games that the rams and 49ers have played have been very tight but there's something about these this matchup specifically that i i feel like i feel like the rams will be able to come out with this one and i I don't want to get like overly confident because i feel like every time i'm super confident in this team they come out really flat like i don't know what happens with that so maybe every time i need to be like i don't know it's gonna be hard guys but I think I think that the Rams have a good shot at this one, especially you do consider the the last two years, the last four games that the Rams have been able to beat the Niners. But these are different teams right now. Okay, this this Rams team is is uh, I think the offense is better than it was last year. Defense is worse, statistically speaking. Uh, we also haven't seen Von Miller yet, and he does figure to possibly play this weekend. We'll see. Uh, and then the 49ers, I mean, they look not good this year. I mean, they're three and five coming in. They're kind of limping in a little bit. They they cannot get their injuries under control. And I don't know why they're sitting at three and five and still rocking with Jimmy Garoppolo. You've already told the entire universe that he's not your future. Trey Lance is your future quarterback, and they're still just rocking with him. So I, I'm kind of confused by that. But if we take a look at this game a little bit more in depth at the, on the Rams side here, the Rams do enter this game off that four-game skid. Can McVay really turn it around against Kyle Shanahan? Shanahan just seems to have, have McVay's number these last few seasons. Can the Rams bounce back after getting embarrassed on a national stage? His history under McVay says yes, that the Rams will bounce back and not lose two straight and not not come off of a game on primetime where you really did get embarrassed. Like the, Simply put, I mean, the Rams, I don't think, played as bad as... as as it's like they're getting credit for, I guess. But I think the Titans just played really well. But it did count as an embarrassment because that was supposed to be a Rams win. Like the, the Derrick Henry-less Tennessee Titans come to town and the Rams just aren't able to get it done. So I do think that that plays in too. The Sean McVay, he, he's very good off of a loss. Uh, and can the Rams keep on pace with uh, the Arizona Cardinals, all right? We need to really enter that game against the Arizona Cardinals with either one game behind or the same record. And hopefully... It can be same record and the Rams can go into that game with the same record as the Cardinals win that game and then be ahead of them. Because if even if we beat them, no matter what, we'll split the series with them. So 
I mean, it, it, it's hard to get a leg up when you're splitting the series with them, and we'll have to look at the division games. And, of course, the Rams already did defeat the, the Seattle Seahawks, but that means you need to win against the 49ers. And uh, are the Rams really doomed to be a wildcard team this year? Like, is that what just happens? Like, is that just, with the Arizona Cardinals and the ways their season's going, like, are the Rams just locked in at a five seed? And if we were in almost any other division, we'd be right there winning. But... Because the Arizona Cardinals, are we just doomed to be the wild card team? It kind of, it almost feels like it, but there's there's plenty of season to go and plenty of time for the Rams to beat up on the Arizona Cardinals. On the 49ers side, uh, Kyle Shanahan, he should be on the hot seat if he's not already. He absolutely should be. He's kind of running this team, it feels like he's running this team into the ground a little bit. All right. If the 49ers get to 0-4 in the division and a 3-6 and overall record, why would you not play Trey Lance at that point? Then I definitely have questions if they're not playing Trey Lance. With an 0-4 division record, 3-6 and season record, if you're not playing Trey Lance at that point, you're not doing a good job. This guy needs reps, okay? You can all say all you want about, you know, Patrick Mahomes and, and Alex Smith and, and Aaron Rodgers from Brett Favre and stuff like that, but there's also every other quarterback ever who just started day one and was fine. Like, the the... The example of quarterbacks who who sat behind a veteran, it's just it just doesn't happen that often. It just doesn't happen as often as when you just you draft a quarterback in the top five and that's just your quarterback now. Like look at the Rams. I mean, we did it with 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 Goff and, and Keenum, and that it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. There was no reason for Goff not to be playing. I mean, and then we saw that he went 0-7 in his rookie season. So it wasn't like it was awesome or anything like that, but I think that those reps would have been valuable for Jared Goff, especially if he had an extra nine games before he got into the Sean McVay offense. But we did it with Bradford. Bradford was good to go right away. Uh, but I think that if you do go 0-4 in the division and 3-6 overall, it is Trey Lance time for sure. And uh, if that does happen, if you're 0-4 in the division and 3-6 and overall, the 49ers will not be eliminated from the playoffs mathematically, just emotionally eliminated from the playoffs. I don't know how you emotionally sit at 3-6 and six and then are still like, we, we can do this. We can do this. Like our best, the best we can do in division is two and four, but Hey, we, we can do this. You know, I just emotionally, I just think you're out of it at that point. Let's take a look at the matchup on this one. We'll start with the Rams offense versus the 49ers defense. You see that the Rams offense is a top five unit third in passing. Thank you, Matt Stafford, who actually currently leads the NFL in passing yards, running the football. The Rams are creeping up that average just a little bit. It feels like, seems like for a long time, the Rams were under that 100 mark, now sitting at 20th overall and 103 yards a game and putting up almost the 30 points a game, sitting at 29, which is fifth. On the other side, 49ers defense playing some decent ball, especially against the pass, struggling against the run, though, and giving up a decent amount of points. So it's almost like the opposite as the Rams defense, where it feels like they give up a lot of yards and then not a lot of points. The 49ers defense feels like they don't give up that many yards but they're giving up the points, which is exactly why you need to look at that offense and Jimmy Garoppolo, because if you're not giving up yards, but you're giving up points, that means short fields, Jimmy Garoppolo, not doing it. All right. But uh, the, the 49ers defense, their pass defense ranks fourth in the NFL. That's awesome. All right. Uh, but the Rams also come in with Matthew Stafford in this one. And I think the biggest part of this game and f the difference from the last four games going into this game as those last four games, it was Robert Sala, a defensive coordinator, going against quarterback Jared Goff. And there was something that Sala had that he knew how to just disrupt Jared Goff. 
Goff, historically, he just was not... He played so poorly against the 49ers that it caused Rams fans to say, wait a second, he wears number 16 because of Joe Montana. He grew up a 49ers fan. Is he throwing these games against the 49ers? Legitimately conversations that I've seen happen uh, because Sala was able, able to get after Jared Goff so hard, okay? That was like a... It was a problem, okay? But... Hey, that's not the case anymore. You know, we got Ryan's out there now and he's doing okay. He's doing fine. Little predictable out there. And I think that Matthew Stafford, I mean, obviously he's a better quarterback than Jared Goff, but I think going, having Matthew Stafford in this game, going to San Francisco, I think is going to be the difference. I think that that's what we'll look at at the end of this game and be like, man, if we had Goff, though, we probably wouldn't have won it. And I, I do want to start to get away from those Goff conversations, the Goff conversations that didn't work as well as I wanted it to, but I want to get a little bit more away of the, from those of just like, cause it happens all the time that we're like, well, Jared Goff did this. Jared Goff has done this and Jared Goff, you know, so it's it kind of irrelevant now. He's the lions quarterback. All right. It's, it's, it, it is irrelevant now. Hopefully by the end of the season, we're all just kind of, we kind of just cleanse ourselves of that. Okay. Maybe we'll just have a whole Jared Goff episode and just get it out. Just get it out. Just cleanse it up. All right. Let's take a look at the other side though. The 49ers offense versus the Rams defense. The 49ers offense sitting basically middle of the pack here. 15th overall, uh, 13th in passing, 14th in running. So just just a skosh above average here, uh, but below average in points, which is uh, just they're putting up just over 23 points a game, 18th in the NFL. On the other side for the Rams defense, tied for 16th in total yards. So quite literally the middle of the pack here and against the pass 17th. That number, though, keeps on fluctuating. Actually, let me just take a quick peek on last week, what we were sitting at 21st against the pass with 264.1. So we are uh, looking a little bit better there, but also the Titans didn't necessarily put up a lot of offense uh, in that game. And then against the run, Rams doing fine, seventh in the in the NFL, and then giving up a little under 22 points a game, tied for 10th in points against. So for this one, what I'm looking at is the addition of Von Miller and what that will do to the Rams' pass rush if he does indeed play. I did anticipate him playing last week. Honestly, the Broncos ant- anticipated him playing the week before, so I was a little bit surprised to see him not play in Week 9. And now there's conversations that he may not play in Week 10. So I hope he does, even if it's on a limited basis, because I would like to see him out on this field. And then the Rams go into their bye week next week. So I think it's like perfect timing to get him out there even if you have like a pretty limited snap count on Von Miller, get him out there, get him going with us, with our guys, let him uh, high five Aaron Donald and stuff like that. When cool things happen, like let's get that going, man. Cause that, that momentum is going to be huge. And on the 49ers side, if Jimmy Garoppolo keeps on being Jimmy Garoppolo, then it's time to go to Trey Lance. And I don't see a universe where Jimmy Garoppolo just stops being Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think it's just time to go to Trey Lance. I don't think it happens this week. I don't know what Kyle Shanahan is doing at the quarterback position unless, unless this is just a sign that Trey Lance is very far from being ready, which is also another conversation that I think needs to happen because if you already know that Jimmy, like you're moving on from Jimmy after this season and that Trey Lance is your future guy. You're sitting at three and five right now, entering week 10, where you technically do, you're, you're one game out of a playoff spot. You have a shot to do it. So would you not play your, your, your three and five? Okay. <laughs> three and five. And would you not want to play your rookie, uh, your, your brand new star and get him going? You know what I mean? And, and is Trey Lance is, is Shanahan holding out Trey Lance 
so that he gets to come back next year. Because if Jimmy Garoppolo plays this whole season, then Shanahan go up to the front office and be like, hey, man, I, I, you guys going to let me draft a quarterback and not play him, not progress him? Like, how am I supposed to? I can't work with him. I drafted this guy. And so I think it could be a play in multiple different ways. There's a lot of different things that could be going on. Kyle Shanahan could just be stupid in playing Jimmy Garoppolo over Trey Lance because Jimmy Garoppolo is still Jimmy Garoppolo. And then, or it could be Trey Lance just is not ready. There's no way he's ready and he's not a good quarterback right now. And so uh, why would you throw him out there? It's just going to make you look really bad, made the wrong decision maybe if you move all the way up to three to grab a guy that's not a good quarterback. Or is Kyle Shanahan waiting so that he has some leverage to come back next year because, hey, I didn't even get a chance to play with my new quarterback that you guys let me draft? Come on now. So I think it's one of those three things. Let's take a look at the three to see. Uh, last week, uh, we'll just take a quick look back at the Tennessee Titans game. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, we had him, and uh, he got his third interception of the season. Van Jefferson had three catches for 41 yards, no touchdowns. Had some uh, interesting plays, d- definitely some drops, and I don't want to see that, man. Uh, that was That was hard. That was hard for me emotionally. I have a hard time with, with drops <laughs> because that you're a wide receiver. I feel like you, get, you catch the football. You know what I mean? That's just that's my thing. But they also had drops on their side, too. The Tennessee Titans, that is. A.J. Brown had two third down drops, and that's that's definitely not good. And then uh, we also had Vaughn Miller, but he did not play. So Jalen Van and Vaughn. Van and Vaughn. There's something there. I'm not sure yet. We'll figure it out. Uh, next one, though, for this game uh, at the San Francisco 49ers, Monday Night Football, MNF, hashtag MNF. Uh, Matthew Stafford. We're going to go with Stafford. For the last two years, the Rams have had Jared Goff playing against the 49ers. Robert Sala had uh, had plenty of success against Jared Goff. Well, now Sala has gone in as well as Jared Goff. So that is not a matchup in this one at all. And now we get to see Matthew Stafford, what he can do against this San Francisco 49ers defense, which I do believe will be better uh, than what Jared Goff did. We also are going to add Vaughn Miller. My only comment for real this time. Let's see if he gets out there. Let's see what he can do. Let's see what energy he brings to this Rams defense, because that's what I'm excited about, to see what he does out there in terms of uh, interacting with with the other guys, with with Flo, with Donald, with Ramsey, and what that what that looks like, what that atmosphere kind of looks like, and also the Von Miller impact where, you know, he's going to be able to pull some attention away from guys like Aaron Donald, or is Aaron Donald just going to still get the attention and Von Miller's just going to have like the best season of his career because he's got one-on-one blocks the whole time. Something that he was having difficulty getting when he was in Denver, especially with all the injuries that happened out there. So this will be interesting. I want to see Von out there. I want to see him in the modern throwback. And this is our last chance to do it. This is the last time the Rams will wear that this season. And my last one here for the three to see against the 49ers is going to be running back Daryl Henderson. He is currently seventh in the NFL in rushing yards, which, by the way, surprised me. I did not <laughs> When I saw that he was seventh, I was like, wait, for real? <laughs> like, I feel like he is not like I don't think he's playing poorly. I just don't think, feel like we've used him that much. He hasn't had a hundred yard rushing game since like week four of last year. He just consistently is averaging like five yards a carry, and I think he's playing fine, but I put him in this one because he's 7th, and the 49ers defense, they are coming off of a day where they got absolutely smoked by James Conner, all right? So I don't know if that's going to be something where they're like, well, we can't let Endo do it to us, or if they're just like, we can't we can't stop running backs. Like, that's <laughs> is that who we are? We just can't stop running backs? So I think Hendo potentially has a big day. But for reference, again, James Conner last week against the 49ers had 
21 rushes for 96 yards, two touchdowns, and then through the air had five receptions for 77 yards and one other touchdown. We are going to take one quick minute, and on the other side, we've got Fan Quesos. All right, let's get these Fan Quesos going. I actually don't have a lot for you guys tonight, and I'll be honest with you guys, I feel like I messed up this. I, I feel like I ruined Fan Quesos a little bit, because I had mentioned... I had mentioned that I might have to start cutting some out, and what I think happened there was it scared people, and now people don't want to ask me any questions, okay? Feel free to drop them, but if we get tight on time, I'm just going to answer the best ones. That's all I'm saying, all right? I'm not just going to be like, just like blow them off entirely, but I will go through them and be like, that's a good question. That's not something that I hit on. I want to answer that one, because there are questions that I get sometimes that is something that I covered early in the episode, so that's all that is, guys. Feel free to keep dropping them, man. Keep on dropping them because there's also an extremely high chance that I say I'm going to cut some out and I'm still just going to answer them all. And if I don't, like, I'll, I'll, okay, I can even, uh, I'll do this. I'll, I'll compromise this one. If I don't answer your question on the show, I will answer it there. I will comment. I will reply back to your comment and I'll just, we, we can talk there. We can, I can give you an answer and that way you guys can, can actually respond because this is a very one way situation here. And I don't know what, I don't know what the reaction is on anything that I say. Because <laughs> I, I am just in front of computers and lights and a camera. You know what I mean? I've got this mixer over here, notes here, computers recording stuff, a camera here, lights. That's like, I get that. I have no idea what you guys are doing right now. You guys are probably doing weird stuff now that I said that. Uh, let's get into our fan cases, though. Actually, I only have one from a Rams fan, so most of these are actually outside of the Rams fan base. Paul, who is a Jets fan, host of the Jet Zone podcast, awesome show, does a radio out in Syracuse, New York. But the uh, first one here from Paul says, not a Rams fan. Yeah, covered that, Paul. That's kidding. <laughs> uh, but is it time to give up on Matthew Stafford after, uh, her, after that horrendous performance? He couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat on Sunday night. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for your call, Paul. I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, I think it's safe to say that Matthew Stafford's a bust, right? First in the NFL in passing yards. I think it's safe to say that uh, with that one interception, it's like, you know what? You know, be better off with anybody else right now. Better off with anybody else, Paul. Just like you, Paul, as the Jets fan, man. Mike White. If we can get Mike White in here, man, we'd be Super Bowl team, man. I swear. I swear, dude. Mike White is my favorite thing right now. I'll be honest. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. This is not Rams related, but I'm just going to throw this in here. I think that Mike White's performance, it's less good for Mike White than it is bad for Zach Wilson. I think that Wilson it's not very good. And then also I think that um that Mike White coming in and, and like winning a game in his first start is like the 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 biggest middle finger to uh Wilson and just basically like you couldn't do this, bro? Like <laughs> I realize he he has one, but like he's like, Come on, man, that was like this cake over here, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And so I think it looks it looks worse on Wilson than it looks good for White, if that makes any sense. Next one from you from Paul. Uh, when will Von Miller make his de debut? Dude, hopefully on Monday Night Football this week, man. Hopefully you guys, you're watching. Uh, I'm sure you'll be watching, Paul. You're, you're a football guy like I am. You watch If there's a game on, probably on your TV and getting injected right into your eyeballs, you know. So 
uh, I, I'm hoping that it's this week. There are some things that are saying that uh, that it could not be this week, but you know what? Let me see if I can pull up. Um, I'll figure out what computer I want to use for this. Um, let me just do a quick little search here, see if I can get an injury report. And uh, this one's for week nine, so no, it's not even out yet. I do the show on Wednesday. And uh, usually by the time I record, we don't have an injury report. So unfortunately, I don't even know right now. And it also might push back possibly to tomorrow uh, just because of the Monday night game. But uh, I'm hoping for this week. If not, then it will be in Green Bay after the bye week, which is going to be a big, big game. Rams have two two really big games right now. I mean, we had the little easy stretch where it was the the Giants, the Lions, the Texans blew through that and then had the... The, now we got the the Titans, the Niners, which division games are always tough. It's, it, I mean, as a Jets fan, Paul, I'm sure you know that. Like, you can enter any game in uh, against the AFC East and be like feeling at least decent that you have a shot. You know, I know that you guys are smoked by the Pats, but I mean, you know that there there are there is a, a chance that you can come out with those those wins. So, and then uh, get bye week, and then two Green Bay. So it is a tough little stretch here that we're in right now. But Von Miller's presence will definitely just be a, a huge positive. Next one here from Paul. What are fair expectations for him in this defense? How good can he be with other great players around him like Jalen Ramsey and that Aaron Donald guy? Yeah, so, I mean, what are fair expectations of him? I think fair expectations. If he can play, because we're at 7-2 right now, so we played nine games. So, um, you know, we've got eight more to go. I think that a very like realistic feel good kind of thing for this one. I think he can get to double digit sacks this season. He's coming in with four and a half. So if he can get to the five and a half, which I think is very real, uh, then I mean, I think he can get to that double digit. And I think that that's something that that we can add to to, to our defense right now with Leonard Floyd, who's leading the the Rams in, in sacks. And then you also got, I mean, obviously Aaron Donald coming up the middle there. And we blitz guys from all over the place. Justin Hollins will be back at some point. And uh, so I, I think that realistic expectations would be that he can get maybe six, seven sacks this season. Like anywhere from that five to seven range, honestly, is really what I'm I'm, I'm kind of picking. So I think if we want to say six sacks just to make it a nice, good number there, then I feel like that's that's very realistic expectations that in eight games, Von Miller can sack a quarterback six times with this supporting cast in this defense. I think that that's very real. And, you know, how can he, how good can he be with other greats around him like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald? Man, you should see Aaron Donald and how pumped he is that Von Miller's a part of this team right now. You know, Jalen Ramsey is excited. Leonard Floyd found out when he got into the office and they they were the reports were that he's like running up and down the hallways, jumping around and stuff and yelling. Like this team is pumped to have Vaughn here. I think he's going to fit in really well. I think his personality fits in really well with the LA Rams. Knowing him for so long, like not on a personal level, I've never met him in person. I've just seen him walk by like at the Broncos stadium, you know, but like, but being a, a follower of Vaughn Miller for so long, because I'm a Texas A&M fan. So I watched him play there. And then I live in Colorado, so I've watched him play here his entire career. So I, I feel like I've got a good vibe on Von Miller, and I really do think that he's a great mix for this LA Rams team, which is kind of part of what went into my mindset of the saying that I think that Von Miller's going to be a Ram today before the trade happened. And people were like, what are you talking? No, like Von Broncos aren't going to trade Von Miller, bro. You're like, you don't know what you're talking about. 
And then it was like an hour later. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, oh, well, look what happened. Look what the Denver Broncos did. Sending Vaughn over to L.A. Look at that. <laughs> like, and I still have no idea what was like. Maybe there's some kind of higher power. Maybe Deacon Jones is talking to me. Like, I don't know. Deacon, I need more help, man. <laughs> Tell me what's next. Joseph Thomas needs some more ammo. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to fit in fine, man. Uh, Manuel just left a picture of himself, which is awesome. Not a question, but I do appreciate it. It's uh, That's a big old ram head that you're holding, man. Uh, and then this one comes from Keith, who's actually a Buccaneers fan. When are the Rams signing OBJ? I don't know what time is it. Uh, looks like we got almost 7 o'clock here, Ram time, uh, or Joe time, not Ram time. Uh, so, you know, uh, you know, maybe, maybe in a couple minutes or so, maybe tomorrow, okay? Because right now they're talking, the conversation is what, Saints, Chiefs, and Packers? Saints makes zero sense to me. They're sitting technically in a wild card spot right now, but they also are rough in the quarterback situation. I don't think that he's going to want to go to Baker Mayfield to at best with no, he's ACL. So it'll be Trevor Simeon the rest of the season. I don't think that he'd want to do that. Why would you want to go from Baker Mayfield to Trevor Simeon? That doesn't make any sense. Why would you want to go to the Kansas City Chiefs who look terrible right now? They are, they are not a good football team today. Um, they struggled with a Jordan Love-led Packers team who was not playing good football. It was a 13-7 game. Ridiculous. Why would you want to go play for that team right now? It's not like Patrick Mahomes look looks good. That defense is terrible. Green Bay Packers makes sense. But wasn't part of the issue that he was like sharing some reps there a little bit? Like, I don't know how much that played into it, but... Do you really want to go and, and play across Adams? I mean, yeah, that'll get some attention away from you and stuff like that. But I don't know. I'm kind of curious. Uh, I, I think that of those three teams, Packers easily the best option there. There are other teams that make sense to me, though. I think that the Dallas Cowboys make a lot of sense. I think the L.A. Rams make some sense. I, I think that he would bring an interesting dynamic to the L.A. Rams. But we just lost three receivers pretty recently. Deshaun Jackson, who just decided he hates happiness and doesn't want to be a Ram anymore. So we went to the Raiders. And then uh, losing 2-2 and Jacob Harris uh, to IR for the rest of the season. So I do think that there is potentially like kind of a need here for the Rams because the Rams feel a little top-heavy at wide receiver. You got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Van Jefferson. And then below that, we're really looking at like Ben Skoranek, who is a late draft pick this this year. So he is a rookie. I do like Ben Skoranek, though. I think that he what he brings to this Rams team is effort. And I love that. I love the effort level that we see out of Ben, Benny Sko. But... I do think that it's possible, but I will say, I think that he just signs with either Dallas or Green Bay, but I'm not 100% sure, man. It's, um, that's a, it's a tough situation that we're kind of following, but I expected him to go unclaimed. I know that, uh, that some people did not. I, I actually, um, Josh from, uh, Shaw's Customs, he was like, so surprised that I said, I thought, I thought it was going to clear. Well, look who's laughing now, Josh. He did clear. Not trying to talk trash, actually. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Last queso is going to come from GP Shadow, which is our only Rams fan question in this in this episode of Fan Quesos. Uh, which NFL team do you believe has the most toxic fan base? Or which team's fans uh, have annoyed you the most based on an experience at the game and personal encounters on the street? That's a good question. Um... I will say that there's been <laughs> there's been eras of for different fan bases. You know what I mean? Like like that season uh, when 
Kaepernick took the the 49ers to the Super Bowl. They were obnoxious. I'm in Colorado, so Tebow mania, I can tell you guys, was a very real thing. Very real. Very obnoxious. Um, you'll still see Tebow jerseys. Like, the residual is still there. <laughs> it's like... like it's like ghost energy or something like still hanging out. You see Tebow Broncos jersey still the number 15, man. Yeah, it's like that was a very real thing. And I can't even I can't even begin to describe how annoying Broncos fans were in that era. And then when Tebow won that playoff game with that pass uh, across, uh, it was Dar- Demarius Thomas coming from the left side, coming across, and then he got hit. Uh, Tebow hit him, and then he just broke it and, and scored that touchdown. It was the playoffs against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers up in Denver. And I remember I was actually listening to that because I was watching the entire game, but then like we were going somewhere, me and my friends were going somewhere and it hit overtime and everybody was like, dude, we got to go. Like it's time to go. And I was like, ah, crap. It was like, can we put it on then on the radio? And so we're listening to it. And then you hear like the announcers, like he's like, Tim Tebow, drafts back to pass. It's the mirror. Thomas here. He's gone. Like he just loses his mind. And it was like, you gotta be kidding me. And then Broncos fans were the worst human beings for, I mean, for the foreseeable future, honestly, because even after they lost, it was like uh, the the next week got smoked the next week. It was still like with Tebow next year, man, Tebow is going to be Jesus. So sudden, I don't know. It's it was the worst ever. Um, But overall fans, uh, my favorite, I can tell you, is the Buffalo Bills. Love the Buffalo Bills fans. Those guys are awesome. It's too easy to say Dallas Cowboys for a team fan base that's obnoxious or has annoyed me the most. Um, I'm trying to think here. It's got to be a team that is, like, not as good as their fans think they are. <laughs> like the Bears. Like, the Bears fans always think that they are the best team. And rarely are they. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff just kind of kills me. But uh, that is our fan quesos. I appreciate you guys dropping those. Uh, feel free to drop your fan quesos. I do post in the, the community section on Ram Showcase YouTube channel. You guys can drop them there. I also post on my personal Facebook page. You guys can add me as a friend. I, it's fine. It's just social media. It's not like you guys are, like... It's not like if you add me as a friend and you have to, like, come to my house or anything like that. Don't come to my house, actually. I don't usually have anybody over. It's just me and my cat here, Carl. Uh, and me and Carl just hang out, and we watch, you know, community and stuff together. But, um, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's just social media. It's just the internet. It's whatever. So, uh, add me on uh, Facebook and stuff like that. And I do uh, I do just post on there. This is this is how I do it. It's, uh, <laughs> I, um, I ask for fan cases there, and I ask for on the YouTube channel. The only reason that I do only two spots is because I can't be chasing around all these freaking questions, guys. <laughs> it's, it's so difficult with people, like, messaging me questions like that. I gotta do, like, screenshots and so It's not a big deal, but it's just, it's just me kind of complaining a little bit because I'm, you know, 30, and that's what people 30 do, I think. So, uh, but I do appreciate the heck out of you guys. Uh, sincerely, thank you guys all for being here. Like I said, uh, my show is... Um, you know, old. It's it's a kindergartner right now. We're in our kindergarten season. Uh, next year we'll be in first grade. But the the growth that I'm seeing right now is is unbelievable to me. I'm absolutely eating it up right now. And so, first of all, welcome to the to the squad. Um, I don't know what is what what is a group of sheriffs? Sherai? Um, what is that? What would you call that? Or like recruits or something? I, I got to think of something platoon that's not that doesn't feel right um i don't know why i'm blanking on this if somebody has it let me know but uh, <laughs> squadron i don't know i feel like squadron's real but either way welcome guys and i do appreciate you guys if you guys are not listening to me on youtube make sure you guys head over to youtube and subscribe there that's where a lot of the magic happens 
uh, where you can also watch me talk about the Rams, not just listen to me uh, talk about the Rams, which is good stuff there. You can see my amazing face and my sick background, guys. Sick background. <laughs> uh, but I do appreciate the heck out of you guys again. I, sincerely, I can't even express it. It's, it's difficult to put into words how much I uh, enjoy doing this and how much I, I love the, the feedback that I that I do receive. Even if it's negative, I do I do take it into consideration. Um, I usually will throw it right out, but I will at least look at it. Okay, So there's that. Um, but that is going to do it for me. Make sure you guys follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Try to keep it pretty simple for you guys there. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. Yeah.